Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Listen, last week we were in Revelation chapter 8. This was the ending of chapter 8. We were talking about the woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who were about to sound them. Now, John is on the island of Patmos and John is starting to unwind the mind of God's judgment on earth. This is the fifth trumpet, trumpet that the locusts from the bottomless pit are going to be sounded out. This is where the Bible talks about hell and different parts of hell. This is amazing because God, uh, we're going to see where Satan is released for the thousand years, we see a thousand years later after Satan's short rebellion at that end of the millennium reign of Christ, he is then casted out into Gehenna. Now, Gehenna is, is basically in the New Testament hell, but it's the outer darkness and weeping and wailing and gnashing of the teeth. That's where the beast and the false prophet are going to be when Jesus returns to earth. He's going to, he's going to send him to uh, Gehenna and he destroys him with the, word of, with the word out of his mouth. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this chapter, Lord. We ask that you bless it in your name, Jesus. Holy Spirit, teach it and get me out of the way. Amen. God bless you guys, man. Listen, welcome back to Growing in His Word. <laughs> We're in, the, in a radical part of the Bible because... Man, this is where in Revelation last week we talked about on the podcast here where it says, uh, and I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of the heavens saying with a loud voice, whoa, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. What is this? What's going on here? Believers, listen, this is for the non-believers who are left on the earth in the end of the times when Christ comes back when he jacks up Satan, he lets him out, whips him up. He then, uh, you know, basically sends him, you know where, uh, back where he belongs after he destroys him. But we see what's going on is Satan's followers who reject Jesus Christ, who don't want to serve the Lord, are going to be tortured on earth and left behind. And... This is where the differences between Hades and Gehenna, there's two different compartments in this, but basically the devil um, is going to be on a mission here and we see he's going to be, uh, basically the devil is going to be sent to the Abuso. It's, it's you know, it's, it's going to be, it's the, the Abuso is, is full of evil spirits and the Antichrist, Revelation chapter 17, you're going to see how that how that happens where he's sent to the Abuso, but Jesus comes back and Satan is chained to the Abuso for a thousand years. Uh, then he's released, sent to, the, to Gehenna and, you know, that's where we see the, the destruction on earth coming. We're going to start to see a radical time where the thousand years later, after Satan, you know, 
short rebellion at the end of the millennium reign of Christ, he will be cast into Gehenna. Listen, believers, we see this in chapter 8. We left off last week where it says, and I looked in verse 13, Revelation chapter 8, verse 13, and it says, and I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice. Now the angel's in the heaven. John's on the island of Patmos. Remember this. He's writing this and he's looking and God's showing him the angel flying in heaven. Okay? Now listen. And the angel said, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. Woo! This is going to be gnarly. This is where it happens. This is where... Believers, this is where it's going to happen to the non-believers who don't know Jesus Christ. And it says, in verse 1, chapter 9, it says, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. Okay? We know the star is a person. Now listen to this. And he opened the bottom this pit, and smoke aroused out of the pit, like the smoke from a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Somewhere in this earth, there's a locked shaft on the earth, and this star falling from the heaven of the earth was given the key to the bottomless pit. Okay, and he opened the bottomless pit and smoke aroused of the pit and the smoke of great furnace so the sun and the air were darkness because of the smoke of the pit. Listen, it's going to, that's going to cause, he's going to unlock that shaft that's locked in the earth that God has remaining for the end and, and it's going to go down. It says, whoa, 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 that's referring to the impact of the three, the three remaining Trumpet judgment on the unbelieving, on the unbelieving inhabitants on the earth. These are for the unbelievers. I want to get that clear right now to the ones who are listening to Revelation. If you just popped in on this channel, <laughs> I don't want you to get scared on me. Um, believers, this is not for believers. This is for non-believers and and a lot of other stuff, but. These are the unbelieving inhabitants of the earth. And the first woe is the fifth trumpet. And the second woe is the sixth trumpet. Okay? But it could be the same as the seventh trumpet. But listen, although it's not here, listen, this is what's going on. Let me tell you what's going on. In chapter 9, we see the separation from God. Not God, but God separating. He has already separated the wolves from the sheep, the sheep from the goats. He's already determined who is who and where they're going and what's going on. So we see in chapter 9, we can see that out of the smoke, locusts came up from the earth and to them was given power. Now, these judgments, these are the these these are going to be the, uh, at the scorpions of the earth have power. Listen, at, as the scorpions of the earth have power. Now listen to this in verse four. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or anything green 
anything green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God. That's where you see, we talked about it last week, the 144,000, the Hebrews that are sealed with the 144,000 seals on their heads are not going to be hurt. God's already separating now on their forehead and they were not given authority to kill them. So God, Jesus Christ still has authority, which is radical and awesome because he's still in control of what's going on. And I know because this is, this is man, this, this sermon is radical because listen, believers, we don't have to worry anymore. And I mean, I woke up this morning thinking, wow, this is, this is crazy. I was, when I was, man, I was in, one day I woke up and it was about 2.30 in the morning. And I woke up and I, I woke up from the wind. The air was blowing from the Judean desert. And Jordan, I could see Iman Jordan from my house. And I could see, I'm in the Judean desert. And I could see, you know, the western, the Koto in Hebrew, the wall where we worship. I could see Jerusalem um, from my kitchen. And I, I, I begin to be thirsty. So I get up in the morning. I get up around 2.30. And I don't know what's going on. I'm half asleep. And I look on the ground. And I, and I get bit by something. Right on my foot. And I'm thinking, ah, what was, man, that hurt. And I look. I turn the lights on. And there's a, there's a scorpion on the ground. I'm thinking, oh, wonderful. And it's a death stalker. So the death stalker, the scorpion Israel... We have a death stalker scorpion. It's yellow, but it bit me in the foot, and I started to think to myself, "Now nah, it's just a sting, and it'll be okay." And I start thinking to myself, "Okay, I'm going to go back to bed." And I try, I try to kick it, and, and I, I try to kill the thing. I start, and my wife's like, "What are you doing, man? It's two thirty in the morning." I finally booted this scorpion, hit the wall, killed it, and then I went back to bed, and my foot was just throbbing like somebody just stabbed me man i was like wow throbbing 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 so i went to bed woke up the next morning and my jaw was getting stiff and my neck was getting stiff i began to feel like a rigor mortis try to set into my body i kept taking tylenol and tylenol in hebrew we call it akhmal akhmal and we i began to uh for some people they have an allergic reaction to the to the the venom i began to lose conscious my wife starts telling me, get up, let's go. She takes me to the hospital, the Maccabi. I go down there and they start shooting me with this anti-venom stuff because I had allergic reaction. I'm sure it doesn't kill everybody else, but oh, it happened to be Yos. So I'm sitting there and I'm suffering. I'm going, wow, man, but it almost killed me. Here we can see that these scorpions, I'm not trying to say that, but they were, they, they basically, these scorpions were tormenting people for five months. Listen, believers, listen to this. And I, I could see here where uh, I'm reading this and it says, it says in verse four, and they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God. Those are the 144,000 Hebrews that we talked about on their forehead and they were not given authority to kill them, but to tor torment them for five months. Now it's not the 144, it's, that's not the 144,000. He's talking about the non-believers. We're talking about the non-believers, but you can see how God has put the mark on the foreheads like the 144. So let's not get it mixed up. 
We're not talking exactly about the 144 here. This is talking about the non-believers, and they were they were they were tormented like torment of the scorpion when it strikes a man. So listen, verse five. This is radical. They were commanded. So basically, these scorpions, these demonic scorpions, uh, were they were smart. They had they had wisdom somehow. So huh, that's kind of scary. I mean, imagine that. So here we see the they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do do not have the seal of God on their forehead. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Wow. So they weren't sealed, these guys. Listen, and they were they're non-believers. They and it says the torment of a scorpion. They were tormented was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. Wow, amazing. I'll tell you, man, it hurts. A little baby one hurts. Can you imagine that can you imagine get you can't even hide from these spiritual being demons because these things, these stings were the, the tails on them, woo! They can cause a lot of problems. Trust me, I was in the hospital on an IV for a long time. Believers, this is real. But eventually, they they uh, will be destroyed in the end. But here, they're just torturing men that don't believe in Jesus Christ. Isn't it funny? You know, people compromise every day. Every day, they don't want God in their life. They reject Christ so much to where they become, you know, in their own mind, they think that they're okay. They don't need anybody. And so this we can see. I'm thinking, man, can you imagine a little scorpion coming at you, biting you and doing that damage? Imagine what these things look like, man. They're like, a, they're like horses, man. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Listen to this. It says in verse 7, the shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle on their hair, on their heads. They were crowns of something like gold, and their and their faces were like the faces of men. And they, they had hair like women. It's like, whoa! Woo! Um it, you know, I mean, this sounds like out of a movie, but it's gonna happen. Listen, these are demons that are left to torture non-believers. And you may think to yourself, oh, yeah, he's crazy. He's on a good one. He don't know what revelation means. No, no, this is what it says, man. And for all, this is why I'm reading it. Because when you're left behind and you listen to this sermon, you're going to say, oh, my God, they're really outside. <laughs> Watch. You'll, this is what happens. Believers, listen. They had hair like woman's hair. And they, were, they had teeth like lion's teeth. Okay? They were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and, there, and there was, they were sting. They were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men for five months, and they had a king over them. Okay, the king was the devil. Satan is their king. It's destruction. The name is destruction. Listen. The angel. This says here. Then they had a king over them, and the angel at the bottom was pit whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, okay, or Abaddon, Abaddon. But in Greek, he has the name of Apollyon. Now, what, listen to this. One woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. This is just the warm-up, man. See, 
This thing has a king, this scorpion, this weird looking animal. And the king is Satan. And guess what? His name is destruction in Hebrew. And destruction is, is, is so funny because so many people don't want to follow Christ. They allow Satan to destroy their life. They don't want to understand that this life is just a test. And we're only here to love others and serve others. And have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what's going on. Forgive me, I got a headache, man. Satan's really attacking me this morning, believers. Um, that's what he does to pastors. He hates us. Why? Because we deliver God's message effectively. Well, at least we try to. But, I mean, it, it's amazing because God is in control of all this, you see? So many people compromise with so much things in this world that they give their life to the devil and they don't even know it. Everybody, every man knows what I'm talking about. But here we see the verse in verse 13. Listen, verse 12 says, One woe is past. Behold, still there's two more woes are coming after these things. Whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. Then the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who were bound at the, at the great river of Euphrates. Woo! Here comes the big shot callers. Satan is now going to release four angels, or God is are going to allow it. These are the fallen angels, the demons, these guys are really, really fierce, evil dudes, man. These guys were held back in a, in a little hell called uh, Tartus because they were so evil, God held them back until his judgment started to come. These are the four psycho angels, okay? <laughs> these guys have, they're in control of all the demons and they were bound at the great river of Euphrates. Okay? So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and the day and the month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. These guys are just going to whack people. These are the shot callers. These guys have no mercy. They're just going to slay so many men that you, it's not even funny. At least a third of mankind is going to die. Okay, these guys are no joke. These guys are re reserved for the end. You think it's bad with the with the scorpion? Ha, that's just a little tickle of what God's going to do or allow in the end when He destroys Satan. Uh, this is what's going to happen. Okay, because the angel of the bottomless pit, the demonic, he's the one who controls the locusts, and the, you know this is this is what's going on. Listen, believers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, I sit here and I, I think to myself, how can man or woman not understand how much Jesus Christ loves them? Why won't people submit to Jesus? And I, I struggle, believers, I struggle with this every day. Why is it so hard for non-believers to come? And you may think, well, maybe it's because they were doing what 
we were doing when I was in sin, even me. I get it. But today, it's different. It used to be, you know, pay phones in my day, pay phones and, and big old submarine cell phones. Now, man, you can travel to and fro. It's like, wow, man, hey, check that out. You can hear the news before you hear the news. However, we're living in a time where the end is coming, and I realize that. But what I do know is this. Mankind is doomed without Jesus. We need a savior. None of this is going to happen to believers if they're right with Christ. Because verse 16 says, now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. These guys, these four angels, these, these four angels are going to be brutal. Now the number of the army here is 400, it's 200 million. Now I heard the number of them and thus they saw the horses in the vision. So John sees them in the vision. He sees them coming. And those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, um, fiery red, high kenneth, blue and sulfur yellow. And the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions. And out of the mouth came fire, smoke, and brimstone. Now, verse 18 says, By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed. By the fire and the smoke and the brimstone, which came out of their mouth, for the power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails are like serpents, having the heads, and with them they do harm. They hurt people. But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons and idols and of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor walk. And they did not repent of their murderers, murders of their sorceries and of their sexual immorality, of their theft. Listen, I believe that in the end, and which is now, I think we're coming to the end. I believe that the Bible talks about Humans get so caught up in their sin that they forget about Jesus Christ and they brainwash themselves not to want to have God in their life. They try to say that they're atheists because they want to have an excuse to, to sin. They don't want to get right with Christ and so therefore they, they believe in their own mind that they are right and everybody's wrong. And so I believe those are their, that's their false gods, their emotional gods, their sexual immorality gods, their, 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 their murderers. They don't want to come and get right with God. They love, they love gold and silver. Their idols is big houses, money. We see how the world is going kaputs. These are the people who are going to let be left behind. These are the ones that are going to be left behind. Because it says in verse 20, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works. Listen, of their hands, that they should not worship demons that and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. It's their thoughts, their emotional thoughts. It's these people who want to do sorcery. You know, they want to give you a fortune teller. Oh, you want to see a fortune, you know, they want to tell you your future. And listen, believers, we're not going to be here. Things are going down. But while we're here, we got to occupy time 
and we must continue to be the light and let Christ use us so that we can unlock the mystery of God in their lives and help people understand that Jesus Christ is in love with them and that there's still time right now. We're talking, we're breathing, we're here. God has given us time. We see it. It's going to happen. The great tribulation. We're going to see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place. Well, I mean, I hope I don't see it, but you know, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. It's all going to happen in order. But we got to understand that Jesus Christ is in control and he's in control of everything uh, that's going to happen in the end. We just must as believers, continue in the faith. But it's going to happen. Catastrophe. It, there, it's, judgment is going to happen, and this is what it's talking about. Demons will be left behind to torture non-believers. And this is what we must do. And we must pray and be the light and understand that God wants to save this world. His son came he died for us on the cross so that we could have eternal salvation. We see Matthew chapter 24. We understand that when Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to show him the building of the temple, and Jesus said, Do you not see all these things? Surely I say to you that no, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Listen, he sat on the Mount Olives. The disciples came to him privately, telling him, what, 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 what's the signs? We know. Listen, Jesus said, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying that I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you do not be troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places, and these are the beginning of sorrows. I believe that's where we're at, man. The believe, we're in the beginning of sorrows. And believers, hold on. I want you to hold on. Don't be discouraged. Jesus Christ is going to help us, and I know you're going through it, and he's with you, but he loves you. Time is short. Hang out with godly people. Women, hang out with godly women. Men, hang out with godly men. Bible study, fellowship, go to church, love people, serve Jesus. Don't be offended when someone slaps you in the, in the, in the side. Go turn your cheek, Jesus said. Kiss them, love them, forgive them, and leave it alone. We don't want to be bitter. Bitterness causes hate. Hate stirs up wrath, and we will not enter into the kingdom of God. Don't let Satan rob your joy. Believers, hurry up. Get it over with and forgive. And let Christ heal you. This is what we need. Satan is on the rise. Jesus is saying, don't fall into this destruction that Satan is. He will destroy you if you let him. Stop it. Don't let the devil into your life. He lost already. Satan lost. And God is showing you in the end he's going to destroy him. But a lot of people will die because they don't want to believe. They don't want to receive. And this is what's going on. Destruction. The angel of the bottomless pit 
is demonic and he controls the locusts. And this guy is rotten. And the king is the devil. And the devil wants to try to destroy our relationship with Christ. And if he, if he can do it with bitterness, do it with violence, do it with anger, whatever sin that separates you from the love of Christ, he will do it. But he's already lost. And he knows it. Our time is short and we got to be ready. we got to be faithful. We have to love one another. This is what Christ wants. Love, forgiveness, and mercy. Because Jesus was merciful. And he's saying, listen, I want to love you where you're at. You don't got to do this anymore to yourself. You don't got to follow man. You don't got to follow trends. You don't need to follow things in the world. You just need to follow me. Put on me. Let me walk into your life. Allow my Holy Spirit to work in you. Peter preached about the Holy Spirit. He, he preached when the Holy Spirit fell upon him. Listen, in Acts chapter 2, it was an outpouring. And he said, God promised us His Holy Spirit and he it sets the captives free. He ascended. Listen, to set us free. Jesus sets us free. But we got to say, I want it. I don't want to have to work anymore like this. It's about grace, mercy, and faith. And that's what's going on, believers. You're not going to go to hell because Jesus Christ died for you and he has a plan for you. You will not be left behind because he loves you. And there's always time to repent even on your deathbed. Remember that, believers and non-believers. Christ has a plan for you. Whether you like it or not, you're part of the puzzle. And he wants to fit you in his plan and make that beautiful picture. Jesus Christ has a puzzle. I believe it. It's in heaven. It's beautiful. It's a picture of heaven. It's a nice giant puzzle. It's, there's a billion pieces and you're part of it. Well, where do I fit in? I don't know. Why don't you let God show you how to fit in? And don't try to be fitting in. Don't you try to fit in. Why don't you let Jesus Christ fit you in his beautiful puzzle that he's made with your name on it. Wow, amazing what you are, Jesus. We suck so bad, but God is everything. We can't do it. We need a Savior. We need the Holy Spirit in us that Peter was talking about in Acts chapter 2. But make no mistake about it. Jesus is coming back, man. And he's going, to send the, he's going to send the devil back to where he belongs. And the beast and the false prophet are going to go right back to Gehenna. Because he's going to destroy them with the word of his mouth. And believers, listen, God's going to take care of it. And they're going to be tormented. Revelation chapter 14 talks about it. Smoke of the torment. It'll be ages and ages and ages to come. Man, I love you, Jesus. I'm just, I'm so sorry, you guys, that are, that I get a lot of emails, and I know you're hurting, but Jesus is there for you. We have to trust that God is in control, and no matter what happens in this life, we have to know that He is able to forgive us for our sins, and not let the devil condemn us, because Romans uh, chapter 8 says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. We are in Jesus Christ's army. He's our commander, and He loves us. Believers, remember, God is in love with you, and He has a plan for you. And remember, you're part of this puzzle. Father, we come before You. We thank You for this. 
Revelation chapter 9. What an amazing God you are, Lord. Able to forgive us and set us free, Father. We know you're coming back to punish the devil. And we know that you have a plan for us. So, Father, help us. Forgive us. We want to receive you, Jesus. We want you in our life. And we thank you for sending your only begotten Son to die for us on the cross. Oh, God, in heaven, you are so radical. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for coming back to growing in his word. What an awesome time. Listen, all you guys out and, and who are out there, keep praying. Pray for uh, a revival and pray for a healing in this nation. Pray for a divine appointment wherever you are to reach out to whoever needs you. To, that, that you can witness to them and give them the love of Christ. God bless you guys. And listen, remember, no matter what you're going through, Jesus Christ loves you and he has a plan for you. Don't give up. Jesus Christ hasn't given up on you.